Welcome to the Start Anywhere podcast. You're in the right place if you want to hear inspiring stories and get fired up to live life to the fullest. I'm Crystal Garrett, broadcaster turned podcaster, former national team runner and serial goal getter. Every week you'll hear fascinating stories from people all over the world. Every single person you'll meet once started anywhere and eventually made their dreams come true. The aim of this podcast is to entertain you, but hopefully inspire you. Whether you're after a small goal or a big dream, the best place to start is wherever you are right now. So let's go. Let's do this. Let's start anywhere. Welcome to the very first episode of the Start Anywhere podcast. You have no idea what it means to me that you're here with me today. Creating this podcast has been a dream for literally years now. In fact, I called it the Start Anywhere podcast because I have found over and over again in my own life that when you're facing an overwhelming task, any overwhelming task, whether it's a messy room that needs to be cleaned up or you're facing a blank page and you've got writer's block or you're trying to change the world, really you just have to face the fear or whatever blockage and take that one small scary step and then you get some momentum and the next step is easier and things start to fall into place. And it is totally true. Case in point, this podcast, um, I'm going to look at the timeline here. It's early 2020. I get the idea and then I basically put off starting for two years. I felt totally blocked. I did not take action on my dream. I thought about it a lot. It was in my heart. I definitely wanted to do it. But for some reason, I just could not bring myself to take that first step. I kept busy doing busy work. I watched 14 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race in just a couple of months. Really, like, it was late 2021. I finally took my own advice and I started anywhere. And I got in touch with Mike at Podcast Atlantic. I told him my crazy idea. He didn't think I was that crazy. So all of a sudden, it's real. And then I just made a list of dream guests and I reached out. Everyone said yes to my astonishment. And within a few weeks, we started recording and we launched the Start Anywhere podcast just shortly after that. And my dream has literally come true. So after two years of not taking action, I started Anywhere. And then weeks later, everything came together. And really, I've never been more terrified or more exhilarated in my life. So again, I appreciate you listening because this, this means a lot to me. And I plan to make your listening worthwhile. Today's episode is just an introduction of all of season one. And next episode, we get into the juicy guests. And I have juicy guests. I have, I have a woman in her 80s, Ruth Crowser, who tells her story of when she was just a very young woman, barely 20. She just basically escaped. She got across the country and she and her little daughter just started anywhere and she started cutting hair. And now in her 80s, she's still living life to the fullest, but she as at the head of really a chain of luxury spas that employ her children and even her grandchildren. You're going to meet Nick Lowry. He's an NFL legend. Back in the day when he started anywhere, he was always a good kicker, but he tried out for, well, he tried out for eight NFL teams and he got cut 11 times but he didn't give up and he tells us how that experience of not giving up made him one of the greatest kickers in NFL history and then we're going to meet Sam Eltieri she's a woman she's about 31 now but in her 20s she was having some issues with body image and she started sort of counseling other women on, on how they could um, work with those issues and she left her nine to five job started a bit of an empire she now runs a number of six-figure businesses and lives 
Well, she maybe works 15, 20 hours a week and lives out of a van, and she's really discovered freedom. And so all of these people are very, very different at their ages and stages of life, but every single person started somewhere, started anywhere, they overcame obstacles, and they made their dreams happen. And whether or not you like football or whether or not you you know care about hairdressing or whether or not you're a woman, man, or child – Every single person will realize that all of these people have more in common with us than, than they have differences. And really deep down, we all share the same hopes and dreams and insecurities. It's, it's really what the human condition is all about. So really, that's why I'm doing this. I want to share these stories because really there's nothing like a personal story to cut through the noise and just give us an opportunity to listen and, and slow down and, and maybe just really just enjoy the moment, maybe learn something about life and possibly get inspired. So that's why I'm doing this. So I want to tell you a little bit more about me. My name is Crystal Joy Garrett. Joy really is my middle name. My mom's name is Joy. I'm named after her. And now I live in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, but I was born and raised on a strawberry farm near the Windsor-Detroit border. I'm a runner. I owe pretty much everything good in my life to running, including my broadcast career of about 20 years. And I've worked for pretty much every major national and international network. I also met my husband through running, and we met on the track team. I'm not going to tell you the whole long story, but in a nutshell, gosh, this was well more than 25 years ago. We were on a trip um, to go race at a track meet, and we'd always rent one of those big coach buses. And um, the seat beside me was empty, and my husband, Alex, just said, can I sit here? So it was a long trip. I said, sure. And we started chatting. And I realized that he was really smart, he was very well read, and we had a lot in common. And really, I just fell in love with him on that bus trip. And we've been together ever since, so we're, we're still running together, and he's still extremely well read. In fact, he is a writer of fiction, and as a journalist, we, he and I work together a lot. I help him with his writing. So when he writes his fiction, I use my journalistic lens, and we work together, so it's sort of my job to cut through any BS or cut away the fat so the best parts of his stories can shine through. And um, and it's a process. Like, it's not always easy, I'll tell you. Sometimes, you, you know, we are kind of like grinding at each other like sandpaper, but you know, from that emerges some, some really great work. So I really help him out in his writing, and he helps me out in my work as a broadcaster too. So he's really that person that's, whenever I'm on TV, whether I'm in studio or I'm out in the field, he's the person I imagine on the other side of the lens. So I'm talking to him. So I'm like, would this pass the Alex test? Am I being the best version of myself here? Am I telling the story in the best possible way? And he's kind of that supportive and yet kind of critical eye with that. He's kind of like the elf on the shelf in the studio. And I'm imagining that he's in the studio with me today as I record this podcast. And before I set out to do this today, I'll tell you the truth. He said, Crystal, you need today to be the professional journalist. Let that take center stage. Don't be the mush ball today. You need to be the professional journalist. So I took that advice. You're right. I'm going to be the professional journalist today. I don't need to scare you off on the first day here. But but truly, I am a mush ball. Like, I will, I will weep at a toilet paper commercial, but some of that may come out in season one of the podcast, but today we're going to keep it, keep it professional. And I think that storytelling really is, is a secret weapon for me. It's, it's, I do feel very comfortable telling stories. I feel 
compelled to tell stories everywhere I go. And if you sit down next to me at a cocktail party, I'm going to ask you a million questions because I'm curious about people. I really want to know what makes people tick. And and that's what's so great about an opportunity like the Start Anywhere podcast is you can just actually talk to people and hear their stories, hear what makes them tick, see what they have in common with you, see what you can learn from that person. Because every single person, you listening included, have gifts and talents that can help other people. Stories, as I said, cut through the noise and they really connect people. And today when I was walking my dog, I actually saw an example of a person who was just an ordinary citizen who made a big difference. And that person's name is Leighton Dillman. Now, this is going to be a quick little, you know, overview of, of his of his journey, but there's a park very near my house called Leighton Dillman Park, and there's a little plaque about Leighton Dillman, but he was just really an ordinary man and he was late in his career. He was just a gardener for the city of Halifax. And he was a man, an ordinary man who just, you know, had an extraordinary dream. And when Leighton Dillman set out to make this dream come true, the world was in a place kind of like the world is now. Um, I don't know exactly when he set off on this journey. It took him 25 years to actually bring his, his dream to fruition, which is this park named after him now. But at the time when he was making this dream come true, the world was experiencing some similarities to where we are now. There was a war going on. It was the Vietnam War at the time. Um, there was racial tension with riots, especially in North America. There, women were trying to kind of break through, and, and there was a lot of strife in the world at that time. And, and it was a heavy time. And I'm sure Leighton Dillman felt all of that pressure. And I'm sure, like many of us, he was thinking, what the heck could I possibly do to make a difference in this turbulent time? I'm only a gardener. But then maybe he thought, wait a minute, I'm a gardener. And I'm a good gardener. So what Leighton Dillman did is he's just an ordinary guy and he somehow put his idea out there and he rallied the support and he worked very, very hard, but he created a very beautiful garden. And from what I understand in the space where the garden exists, it was sort of an underdeveloped part of the park. There had been a public pool there that had been closed down. So it probably was a bit of an eyesore and he saw the opportunity there. So by working very hard, it's now a beautiful park with all of these gorgeous stone walls and these really extraordinary flower beds and little nooks and crannies with mature trees where you can go and sit and just get a bit of respite from the hustle and bustle of life. And it's surrounded by this beautiful black iron gate. It looks like it's been there for hundreds of years, but really it's only been there for probably, you know, a half century. But in any case, the park has outlived Leighton Dillman and I certainly enjoy it regularly and others do. I see children playing in that park. I see so many people taking wedding pictures or having family picnics. Like it's really a place where memories are made and memories are captured and it has been for generations and it will be for generations more after all of us listening today, you know, are long gone from this world. So Leighton Dillman was just an ordinary guy. He was a gardener, but he took his skill and he made a lasting impact on on more people than he could have possibly imagined. So I think that all of us have a skill like that. You all have some little secret power within you right now that you can use to make a difference. And maybe you'll change the world or maybe you'll just make the life a little bit better for a random stranger today. But we all have that power within us right now. So that's kind of where this podcast is. It's it's what it's my way of making a difference. I'm hoping I can make a difference by entertaining you, possibly inspiring you, but I put it out there because that's basically how I roll. I wanted to just tell you one more little story before I go today, and this is a story from my own life. You might think, why is Crystal putting this out there? 
I'm putting it out there because I feel like I have to. I've always been a person who just kind of went for it. I don't like to waste a day. And I've always been this way, and it's only been recently that I realized why. But luckily, the husband I mentioned earlier, he's kind of like that too. We're both sort of like a go-for-it kind of people. If there's an opportunity, we're going to take it. If there's a trip we can go on, we're going to take it. We'll, we'll find the way to make it work. And for example, um, some a couple years back, he, for his work, had an opportunity to go to China, but we had to really scramble to make it happen. And we didn't have time to get all our shots, and, you know, we, we – kind of had to just sort of borrow money to make it happen. But we went and lived in China for six weeks as a family, and we weren't in a touristy part either. But we had such a great time, and the kids the kids and I talk about it. I have three kids, and we talk about it all the time. We, we actually toboggan down the Great Wall of China, and we had experiences that we'll never, ever, ever forget. And so that's just one example of many, many times that our family has just kind of went for it. And my, my, I myself have kind of gone for it in life. I've started anywhere so many times. And I'll tell you, perhaps over the course of this season one of the podcast, or maybe it'll be in season two or three, but I'll tell you how I started running and how I've shifted careers a few times just because I felt that was a thing I had to do. I've always been a person who, who went for it. I don't want to waste time. And even if I got struck down by lightning right this very minute, I will tell you the God's honest truth. I would have very few regrets of the things I've done, and I would have absolutely no regrets of the things that I haven't done. And I think that's that's just the way I want to live. And my old track coach, Dennis Farrell, who will get mentioned on this trip, and it's because of him that I have so many good friends, and it's because of him that I met my husband, he said there's plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. <laughs> Now, I know that seems like an extreme thing to say, but I just really loved that spirit of using the time you have to really live life to the fullest. So why do I feel like that? Well, I'll tell you why. I realized it happened one day when I was 12 years old. So when I look back on this day, this might have been the same day. It might have been two different days, but let's just pretend it's the same day. This all happened around the same time. I was in grade eight. I went to a country school and... um The first part of the story was gym class. As a kid, I didn't look a lot different than I did now, but I was always like kind of like a late bloomer. I was very, very skinny. I still had the the red hair that I have now, but I had very, very long arms and legs. Like I was, I was like a baby deer, like all arm and leg. And, um, you know, more so than any of the other kids. And I remember it was gym class. So we had, it was trampoline time, which like, Yes, it's finally trampoline time instead of whatever else we were doing, co-ed volleyball or whatnot. But I, like I said, it's in, in grade eight. We had the trampoline. This would be the 80s. Our school's trampoline did not have a net around it like the trampolines have today. It was a very big trampoline, but the net was made up of the students. So all the kids in my class, we all had to stand around the trampoline with our arms out, sort of like with your, your arms up, like you're kind of, if, if I were to be in the middle of the trampoline and I started to go off to the side, the kids would just kind of push you back towards the middle. That I know doesn't sound very safe, but that's how things were. So I, it was my turn to go in the middle of the trampoline and I'm jumping, 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 having the time of my life. But obviously, like my crazy Bambi arms and legs are are on display. Everyone's staring at me intently right in the middle of the trampoline. And I heard there was a murmur and then it grew. And and this is what the kids were chanting. They were going, spider, fighter, spider, fighter, until it was this uproarious yelling of spider fighter. Now, that doesn't make any sense, but for whatever reason, I guess I look like a spider. And that was my nickname from that point on. And 
some may see that as a traumatic experience. I did not. I actually owned it because I totally looked like a spider. Like I had very, very long arms and legs. And it turns out like around that time, that's when I started running. And that is a story for another day. But that's where I really discovered who I was. And because I did look a little bit different, that that was a gift. Like I became a very, very good runner. And so I kind of owned my spider fighteriness. So I don't see that as a traumatic day. It was just, if anything, I felt kind of seen and recognized. So it was kind of a, a, a weird day, but... You know, it, it was just a day that I recall probably from that very gym class. I had the spider fighter moment, and then I went and changed, and I walked down the hall to my homeroom where we were going to have English class. And the teacher at the time was my actual dad. And so my dad, his name's Bob Garrett. Mr. Garrett was my teacher. Um, I called him dad. All the kids knew he was my dad. And he was an excellent teacher. My dad he he was very much um, a re, uh, respected person in the education profession. It was early days when he was my teacher. I mean, it was a little country school. And we were doing kind of an English analysis thing. So my dad was pretty strict growing up. I, you know, as a kid, I, I certainly didn't appreciate him the way I appreciate, appreciate him now. But one thing I could definitely not deny was the fact that he was a good teacher. So we had, um, he's giving out the assignment. It was, it was kind of like an analysis of different, forms of literature. So we, we did a poem and we did a short story. And today it was a song. And I remember the song perfectly. I just remembered this story on a run the other day. So I remember the song, but not many details. But I remember hearing the song called The Circle Game. And it was a story about a little boy. And the little boy, it's one of those stories that kind of like takes you through a journey through a, a person's lifetime quite quickly. And the chorus goes, it, it kind of is an analogy or a metaphor of being on a merry-go-round. And it says that we can't go back. We can only look behind from where we came and go round and round and round in the circle game. And I remember you have to listen to the song. I just looked it up the other day and I've included the exact link that I listened to in the show notes. But it is a beautiful piece of music by Joni Mitchell. Who knew my dad had such good taste in music? But I didn't realize it was a Joni Mitchell song. But I remember hearing that song, remember hearing the chorus, hearing the story about the boy living his life and how fast time went by and how you can't live the same day twice. And when you look back, you want to make sure that you're proud of what you see. And I remember, gosh, the, I remember the exact feeling of your nose tingling up. And I remember feeling that bittersweet kind of nostalgic feeling like I started to cry in the class that song rocked me, rocked me to the core. And when I listened to it again the other day, I, I can't listen to it without crying. And when I looked at the comments on the YouTube link, nobody else can either. So be prepared when you listen to it. You're probably going to be moved. But it really, really, really moved me. And at the time, like I said, I'm 12 years old. So I remember that day so specifically. That day lit a fire under me. I'm like, okay, I'm 12. I'm about the same age as that boy at the beginning of the song. I'm not going to let a day go by. I'm not going to waste a day. I'm going to make my life count. So when I am on that carousel, when I look back, I am proud of what I see. And I have honored, and I have honored that. I have honored that is how I've lived my life. And um, I love living like that. I wouldn't change it any other way. And the other day, I gave my dad a call, and I told him how much he moved me through, through that lesson that day. And he was so moved that I called him. And we had a great, honest conversation. It was just, it was a very special time. And, and I would say it's, it's even brought us closer because I have a greater appreciation for him. And he really felt like I had, you know, touched his life by sharing that.
So I have to thank my dad for giving me that gift of having such a lust for life that I've now passed on to my own children, and I hope I can pass that on to you. So every single episode of the Start Anywhere podcast is going to have a person sharing a story, and at the end of each episode, that person will offer a little bit of advice that if you like, you can, it's work for that person. It might work for you. You can try it. So in this first episode, I'm going to give you a little two pieces of homework, I guess. The first one is to please listen to the circle game. It's a great song. You are going to be moved. And I'm hoping that maybe you may listen to the song and say, yep, I'm on the carousel of life. It doesn't matter where you are on that carousel. You can start to live each day with more intention so that when you do look back, you are so proud of the legacy that you've left behind. And the last thing I'll tell you is pick up the phone and actually call someone. Don't text them. Just you know there's that person in your life right now that you need to call. Call them. Call them and tell them what they mean to you or just say hi. And you're gonna, that's one thing you can do in your power today to make the world a better place. You can impact that person's life and you're going to feel better yourself just for having started anywhere and taken the time to finally reach out. Next time on the Start Anywhere podcast, we meet our very first guest, Anya Werner. She tells us a story of escaping a very challenging start to her life. She was born in East Germany behind the Iron Curtain, and she tells us an incredible story of escape, not just from that crisis situation, but from a troubling past. I'm here to show them that anyone can change their lives with the right mindset and the right tools to support them. Anya Werner has so much wisdom to share and her story is incredible. I cannot wait for you to meet her next time. Thanks for listening to the Start Anywhere podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, consider giving it a five-star review before you go. This makes a huge difference in helping people find the podcast more easily. And we're trying to start a movement of positivity here. Before we go, I want to give special thanks to Mike Boyd, who produces this show in the Podcast Atlantic Studios in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks again for listening. And until we meet again, remember, whether you're folding a pile of laundry or chasing a big dream, the best thing you can do is start anywhere. Thank you.